Hello everyone, it's Paul here with some exciting news. I'm absolutely delighted that Series 4 of The Past Podcast is brought to you in partnership with the wonderful Chef Works, outfitting chefs, kitchens and front of house all around the world. Chef Works offer a collection of great uniforms, so to check out their full range, visit chefworks.co.uk. On with the show. Hello, podcast fans. It's another past podcast. Woo! And I travelled to the first time through the podcast to Brum or Birmingham or Birmingham, however you want to pronounce it. And I interviewed and I couldn't have, I don't think I could have chosen anybody better for my first ever Birmingham interview. None other than Tom Shepard from Adams, Restaurant Adams. And he is a fantastic chef, fantastic guy. And he has a very, very, very good CV, which he is about to talk to you about. So enjoy the show. The people who didn't know were the, were the guides. So this fashion thing now, the fashion's mission guide are seeing that fashion all the time. Yeah. So they're seeing that and it's like, they're, they're laughing at it the majority of the time because they're like, because of social media, they're continually seeing the same thing in, in so many various restaurants. And before social media, everyone was an individual. So unless you went and ate there, you would obviously never never know what they were doing. Sorry, carry on. Right. You'll see you'll see me swapping between here so right. I can check both sides. That's right. <laughs> There's um, always a little bit at the beginning where I just have to get you in the right frequency. That's fine. It's um, quite a simple bit of kit. It is, but, it looks um, good, man. It's great. I used to have like a great big laptop and it yeah. was like so now you know you Does can, it all? Yeah. That's the whole awesome, thing. Nice. And then it just goes away, it gets edited. Yeah. And off you go. Did you uh did you park right? Yes. Uh, well, I, I went into the multi-story. Okay. I think that I thought that was what you just, just trying to navigate. Just cash, just cash, it is, I know. And I was like, I'm going to have to pick you up on your recommendation yeah. here of parking. No, you will. You'll probably notice it's, it's just an, it's an open. No, oh, right. I wouldn't say it's a okay. It's open gravel patch. Right. Okay. The guys pop out there every day, but it's normally seven fifty on a weekday. Yeah. Three three quid on a Saturday. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So right. I can I can justify six okay. quid or whatever it was for the day. Yeah. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I, hope so. uh, I, uh, I have obviously. I used to go to uni in Coventry. Yeah, right. Okay. So, but obviously, when you're a student, you don't tend to go to your nearest big city and look no, no, for no. fine dining yeah. and stuff. What What's the kind of scene in Birmingham like for you know your style of food, fine dining food? Mate, it's um, it's so mixed. It's uh, we get we get a completely different. Array. I've never actually. We were saying this the other day. I've never been. I never worked in a restaurant where, which is so. We, we, we get an awful lot of different sort of people coming in here at the end of the day so we get a lot of obviously the Asian community in Birmingham's large we get an awful lot of Asians Indians um, we get yeah loads of people I went, I went to I went to the doctors with, my, with Charlotte the other day and uh, he asked me what I did and I said oh, I'm, I'm head chef of Adams he looked up and he was like I was there two weeks ago I was like alright oh, did you enjoy it and he said yeah I absolutely loved it I was like oh fantastic well, make sure you come and say hello next time and uh, yeah it's, it's wild it's uh, yeah, Birmingham isn't a massive city you've got, you've got to appreciate that it's set, yesterday it's the second city but it's very close so we get yeah we get every walk of life here uh, we get people travelling obviously because you know, I think TripAdvisor is a huge thing for us we don't we don't focus upon that but obviously when you are number one and you've been number one for four years mm. I think it's something that's definitely beneficial for business but you get people coming up across the country across the world and honestly nine times out of ten they'll say oh we just looked on TripAdvisor and you were number one and we thought we'd give you a go and we're so happy with it it's fantastic but so you get all, you get everyone everyone all, from all over the place but what I've seen a distinct increase in from my point I really I really I really 
I'm really thankful for it is um, is chefs. Right. We get a, we get a load more chefs now uh, than we used to. And I think, as I said, we were speaking earlier about social media. I think that's a big big influx of that. Uh, I think I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot more active than potentially Adams was. Uh, Adam Adam isn't. He's, I wouldn't say he's, he's socially. Uh, heavy, but he does like you know, he does do a bit of social media. But it's not the first thing on his mind. And what you what you mentioned earlier, I think it's that generation game. I think the generation, the younger generation, you know, any 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 single five minutes they've got spare, the phone comes out of their pocket and they're straight onto it and they're straight looking. And or when I come back off our break, you know, I'll go home for a kip and uh, I'll come back and I'll tell you, see this, so and so's doing this, so and so's doing. I like this. What about that for an idea? It's amazing. There's definitely more positives than negatives, but. As I said, I think um, I've brought that into it a little bit more, maybe, and uh, and, and there's definitely chefs who are commenting and wanting. We, we we may have ended up on different people's lists now when we probably potentially weren't. Um, and equally, a lot of my friends who are chefs have come, and which I'm very thankful for and grateful for for them coming and and, and seeing what we do here as well, which is uh, which is great. So, no, that, that, that's it. But in terms of your question, yeah, definitely we get a lot of, a lot of different people here, which we, again we're very thankful and happy to cater to everyone's needs. So. I really love this time of day that I've come um, to see you. So we're kind of first thing in the morning and everybody's kind of really busy. As people you know, people will hear on the podcast a little bit in the background, people working away, which I love. Yeah. So what are the, makes it. what's the kind of like, when you're walking in the door in the morning, what's kind of like the first things you'll be doing to kind of set your day up? Yeah, yeah. Well, the we're a five-day-a-week operation, so we're Tuesday to Saturday. Um, they are, every day is very different. Uh, nothing to do with how busy we are or anything like that. Tuesday is our, our big day in the kitchen. So we basically, as of from Tuesday, and probably I would say Tuesday and I repeat on Thursday. So Tuesday is literally, everything goes in the bin on Saturday night. Like literally everything goes in the bin. Nothing is kept on Saturday night. It's as simple as that. That was one, that was one of the first things I saw when I worked with Michael Wigman, the last time that was one of his, his things. He, he was he was unbelievably intense on making sure that everything was nothing was two days nothing was two days everything had to go in the bin and it's your you know, your manage, you have to manage those sections to ensure that you're doing you know like I said the minimal amount of prep but the, just the, the correct amount of prep for those days and that's it um, so 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 I, 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 that for me blew me away you know the efficiency and the, the efficiency of flavour consistency of, of having having products to, to the best of its degree and for me here that, that's that's one of the main things I've got from Michael in bringing it on board here and. Uh, when I first saw it when I was 25 and you know, 13 when I was 25 so that's, that's one thing when I'm a head chef I'm going to definitely incorporate that into into our work and being a five day a week operation that was what it that's, that made, made that possible and so Tuesday's a big day everyone comes in 8 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday and we just push and from my point of view I said I've got my right hand man Mike, uh, Mikey and he uh, we just literally fill in, fill in the cracks so if there's a busier day on this there's a busy day on there we'll just we'll just help each other out and we'll just ensure that everything's prepped to the right ability because at the end of the day we're a full team there's no egos there's no positions in, 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 in SS you're only position for your experience and uh, from my point of view that's what we do so we fill in the gaps and ensure that the product is right and the product is set um, and then I give the guys a 12 o'clock start every week uh, One every single person is a rotated system so then from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, off each section one of them will be in at 12 so they get that lion egg extra day which I think is essential in the modern in the modern sort of uh, uh, in the modern way um, how chef is you've got to look after your staff there's no two ways about it and that's a positive for me I think a lot of a lot of owners maybe in old school chefs mentalities might be like oh, yeah, bugger this do you know what I mean I, 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 want, I, want, I want to work to the bone you got to be realistic, yeah. and you've got to change. <laughs> it's a big thing at the minute, is in the industry, isn't it? This kind of work-life balance. Yeah, in essence, it is. Yeah, I mean, I think I think any chef, any age knows how intense this industry is. They're not they're not, they're not disillusioned. Uh, they know exactly that you, you've got to you got to apply yourself probably a little bit harder than most walks. But for me, um, 
I think I think it can work both ways. I think if you expect these guys to give their all consistently, they're going to be burnt out. And I, I, I've been burnt out. One of my best friends, Kirk, you've recently recently spoken to. He 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 he's he's an ambassador for that. Just just don't do it. And I think it's out, as a manager now, you know, as a head chef, I need to make sure I'm looking after these guys. And uh, and, and, and and in essence. The more you give to them, the more they're going to give to you, and, and I'm seeing that every day. So, and that's it. So for me, as I said, you know, from a 12 o'clock start from their point of view, it's great. Uh, for me, to, the, the, my sort of 12 o'clock, obviously, I don't come in at 12, but for my, my later starts a Saturday, so it's the busiest day on the, on, on the week, but it's the easiest day in the kitchen. So we're literally just topping up those little bits and yeah, pieces. Yeah. We'll also arrange the menus accordingly. So if we haven't sold, you know, from Thursday to Friday, we haven't sold as much whatever it may venison as much as we wanted to we'll ensure that's on the tasting menu and the a la carte etc so you've still got to run a business um, and that's it so we just we just effectively and efficiently um, look after each other and, and, and equally look after the menu and, and, and that's it so so I should introduce you really because we've been chatting away um, so as I mentioned earlier I've come down to Birmingham first time recording in Birmingham and I'm really really happy for you to be my first ever Birmingham guest which is brilliant so I've come down to Adams and I'm with Tom Shepherd, the head chef Thank you so much for joining me on the pass. It's uh, it's brilliant. I really, really, and also I do believe. I think congratulations are in order. Yeah, you yeah. got engaged pretty yeah. pretty recently, pretty recently in, yeah. in yeah. New York. So very very congratulations to you. Thank really, you very much. I was pleased to see that. I was liking your story. Yeah, when it was you're awesome. away. Did no, you have a good time? You enjoyed yourself. Yeah, in, in more ways than one. But yeah, from, well, yeah, if Charlotte's listening, and I better say yeah, that was that was the main that was the main that was the main point. Obviously. If she isn't, we can say the restaurants. One hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. It was um, yeah. No, I, I won't go too much into detail about that because uh, yeah, I definitely definitely get questioned when I get back home. But uh, but no, it was. If, if I'm being honest, the um, you know, I've met Charlotte's Charlotte's. Yeah, you know, when you meet someone who, who is just sort of you know, it's a bit. Clint, you know, cringy, but it, she, she's like my best friend. There's no two ways about it. Uh, and I think in this industry, if you find someone who really supports what you yeah. do, uh, and well, take takes takes a moment to, to, to actually understand it. I said, I think that's that's essential. And uh, for me, Charlotte's just that that and more. You know, I mean, she, she's she's my best friend, but because she supports me no, no end. And we, I've moved her, I've moved with her, and she's moved with me. And and and, and we'll be somewhere now. We're, we're both very happy and comfortable. Uh, so yeah, New York, New York was always that was always on the cards um, for sure, and that was that was that was, that was definitely in planning a long time before the restaurants. I can assure you that. <laughs> uh, I think the, the, the restaurants were just a nice little addition. Nice bonus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, c- congratulations, mate! I was really like I said, I was really pleased to see that. So I've asked you today, as I do all my guests, yep. to come up with five dishes. We're going to talk about them one by one. You've got your notepad yeah, in absolutely. front of you. Have you written them down? Have you? Yeah, I have because I was when you originally asked me. I, I, I think it's I think it's a phenomenal question. The reason being is because I said, no, what do I do? Do I, do I pick my favourite five from, from the restaurant? Do I pick my favourite five from our vegan house? Do I pick my, from when I was a youngster? And you were saying, it's your top five, whatever you want. It's totally up to you. So I, I completely just was just like, okay, I'm, gonna, you know, I'm really going to have a think about this. I don't want to just, I say, I don't just cop out, but I don't just want to just do my favourite five dish on the menu. I haven't got that because the season change everything anyway. And there's, I wouldn't say I've got favourites, but... Um, so after, after thinking about it, it was actually I don't mind you don't uh, I don't mind me saying but it was actually I listened to Paul Ainsworth's and I was really I could really connect with with, with his direction so when he started going almost when he went straight back as a commie with Gary Rhodes and then went to Ramsey's and then just followed it on he's connected with the things that he's seen on, on his culinary journey 
and that for me was that, that just literally stuck out like a sore thumb for me as well there was definitely points and ironically when I went through the top five dishes now these are these are dishes that, that they start from a two rosette background right? and yeah. they, they go as high as a two star five rosette you know what I mean background so for me it's like it doesn't matter where it is or what it is, it's whatever effect it has on you mm. and for me these five dishes had, had, had an enormous effect reaction however you want to put it um, on, my, on my career and it really it sort of stopped me in my tracks and that's sort of for different reasons not all for taste some, some for prep or delivery but they all had a, a defining sort of moment in essence in my career from when I was 19 a little two rows at a restaurant in a hotel to, to when I was development chef at Sats yeah. working with, a, you know, with an icon of the rest, with, in, in, in the icon of the chef scene um, having two stars five rosettes so they, they all had their own reasons for that and um, and yeah so I'm, I'm actually I'm the, these are really honest honest five dishes and they're, they're, they're very personable to me uh, which I think is important actually so. well, um, let's kick off with your first yeah. dish then and then we'll kind of talk about your career as well yeah also oh yeah I said I will, we'll try and sort of include that as I go because I said there's reasons not, not just the flavour reasons or dish reasons there are other ones behind it so my first one is actually and this is quite funny that I've put this but it's actually um, it's, it's called the, the New Hall fish pie okay so uh, I'll probably get a few laughs from that but uh, New Hall was my first first kitchen I worked for um, one of my one of, he, was, he was an idol for me when I worked with him and I still respect him massively now uh, he's got his own business in Shopford and his name is Wayne Thompson and he was my first head chef and um, I we just got we just had a, a sort of a, a very positive relationship I think he just sort of looked at me as a young lad and I uh, the kitchens found me do you know what I mean it wasn't I, I never set out as a young lad uh, to be a chef there's no two ways about it I was very very uh, very sports based and sports minded uh, football mad and golf fishing everything like that and I just wanted to be something involved with sports and we'll go, we'll go back to the to sort of the beginning later but um, yeah so sort of kitchen, the kitchen and, and the chefs found me and, and he made that transition so much more Desirable, if that's the right word, he just made me want to become a chef, just because of how he was and how he was with me as well. He he was so he was so time giving and and he really wanted to evolve. I mean, he clearly saw something in me that no one no one else did up until that point of nineteen years of age, and and he he wanted to see how far I could go. And I remember conversations with him saying that I had, I had a palate that he'd never seen at college, and he, he, I should really consider doing this as a career, etc. So when you're nineteen, you've been given yeah, this belief. It's, quite like, big to it, it, it's huge, and, and 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 I think that was the very start. So I'm thirty now, so, so 11, 12 years ago. I think that was the start of potentially chefs you know, chefs complaining about. The the, 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 the the sort of the, the college guys coming out of college and maybe they're not as interested in chefing as, as they once were and maybe it wasn't as taken as a serious serious sort of um, career path as it once was and I came in and I suppose I was a potentially a break from the normal or, or a bit of an old school sort of mindset that I wanted to give it all and I wasn't worried about the hours or the, the social aspect and then this this dish was was one that literally I said like it stopped me in my tracks and the reason being is because I'd served it I'd served it as a as a, as a I was on the bar at Newhall I'd served it as a as a bar and I, I just thought you know, it's, it's a fish pie like what's a fish pie do you know what I mean like who, who cares what fish pie is a bit of fish a bit of sauce and a bit of mash on top and that's the end of it well when I went in on, on one of my first weeks uh, Wayne was Wayne was on on the on, on the on the fish pie prep he was on the sauce and that's, that's how he used to run it but equally had a, he had a stew and he had a full kitchen but we had two restaurants with a fine dine and a terrace which is quite a brasserie style and this fish pie was obviously on that menu and uh, he was on the list and there was only about five or six things on that list and I said bloody hell we can smash this out in no time <laughs> so you know, the fish pies oh, he said, I said oh, can, can I start with the fish pies he said yeah of course you can yeah he said it's quite a big quite a big prep day I was like okay well, what is it he said we've got to make a fish stock 
and then we've got to make a fish for Lute. He said, then we've got to prep the fish. So to get the bones from the fish, we need to obviously make, to make the fish stock. And he said, then we need to bake the potatoes for the Duchess mash that needs to be incorporated with egg yolk and cheese. And he said, then we need to boil some eggs because I'm quite classic and I like some, I like the sliced eggs on top of the fish. Uh, but obviously, we need to cool it as well at the same time. And we need it all for 12 o'clock. I looked at my clock, it was half nine. <laughs> I was like, and that one, that, out of those five jobs, that's all of that's one of them. He's like, yeah. I was like, right, right. Crack on then. So what do you want me to do? And he says, well, get some potatoes in it. So anyway, so I was like, got these potatoes on a bed of salt and put them in the oven. And I just, all of a sudden, this, this anxious feeling for the first time in my life came. He said, are we going to be set? And of course we were. You know, I had the head chef. I was working with... I was like, fucking hell, you know, I hope we're going to be bloody set. Do you know what I mean? And um, so there was, the potatoes come out hot as anything. He was like, you've got to peel them. You've got to get your, your hands you know, you know, used to the heat. So then I'm peeling, you know, getting these potatoes, all, as, much, as much flesh as I can out of these potatoes, <laughs> scraping them so they're dry and putting them in the ricer and then doing that as quick as I can and then incorporating a load of butter that I'd never seen before and <laughs> knocking it back with a bit of cream and milk and then putting it in a KitchenAid with, with some Parmesan and some paprika and cayenne. And I was just thinking to myself, this has taken me an hour and a half to do this. And this is one... This is the topping. Yeah. <laughs> so then we got back and he, he'd prepped all the fish, he'd portioned it, he'd made a fish stock at this point. So he'd passed that off and then he wanted to me to do a proper, you know, veluto with a proper roux. So we're doing this fish veluto together and I'd taste it. I'd, I, I didn't particularly think I thought I liked fish, especially not fish, you know, I was a fish stock at that point. I smelt it, it smelt fishy. Taste this veluto and it was, I was like, oh my, it's delicious. We cooled that down, incorporated the, the, the cool fish with that, then applied, you know, applied that, then he'd ordered the, 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 the eggs, so we'd slice that onto... And I, listen, the pride I got from yeah. literally putting these small little pipes of mashed potato on top of those I I I literally guarded those fish pies in my life <laughs> like they went on they went on the racks like this and I said to I said to Wayne I said Wayne can, am I able to like try one and he said 100% like you, that's so important he said put one in the oven after lunch service and enjoy enjoy it and, 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 and you'll take I would never have tasted that fish pie yeah. and had the same experience that I would have unless I did I did, yeah, I did that yeah, whole yeah. procedure and that was the very defining moment. I thought, wow, there's there's an awful lot more to this than I, I, I first thought. But equally, you're in control of that. So what? How much you want to put into something is yeah. down to you. Yeah. So if you want to bypass a load of a load of different avenues, you can do. But your product will nowhere near be where it should be. And that was a fish bite, a two row set. But I learnt that from that that beginning, and I have literally not stepped off that train. I just ensure if there's a recipe, I follow it. Do you know what I mean? If I feel it can be adapted to make that product better, I'll 100% do that. But equally, it's there for a reason. It works for a reason, so do it. I cannot stand people who try and cut corners because why? who are you helping? You're certainly not helping yourself, but you're certainly not helping the product or the restaurant. Do yourself a favour and, 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 and do, do it right. Do it proper because there's a reason why it's that way, done that way and it's because it's to get the best product possible. And you're only going to benefit yourself and, and the restaurant. And that, for me, I, you know, I learned that as a very young age and I said, you know, it, Kudos to Wayne for that because he taught that from a very early age. And there was many other dishes, but the, the fish bite New Hall was was one that really did stop me in my tracks. And I, I suddenly thought, bloody hell, this, this is this is serious. Yeah, there's an awful lot to this. And, and, and passion, passion, yeah. passion was born in me then. I wanted that's, to. That's what it. I was going to say because obviously, if if you're a young lad and you weren't necessarily kind of fixed on being a chef at that point, no, I wondered if it would be something like that that obviously then just triggered you and to think, well, this is. This could be the kind of right path yeah, for me. So, yeah. would it have been that sort of time? One hundred percent. There was an intent there, uh, which I didn't realise existed. So, there was there was an intent to be the best, I suppose, and, and, and be what I can be. And I, 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 it sounds a bit. No, I wouldn't say. No, it sounds a bit sort of 
a lot of, a lot of people in that kitchen were making mistakes but purposefully so they were just like cutting corners well I really enjoyed doing it properly and then pick, picking them up on it as a young lad I suppose I was a bit of a knob actually in, in essence but but there was a couple of knobs in there as well who, who enjoyed me doing that there's no two ways about it you know, I mean, there was a couple of guys in there who were like no Tom, Tom keep, keep as you are you're 19 yes but and you're a commie but who cares you're doing it right so don't worry about it and I'd always go to Wayne as well I wouldn't bypass that out of disrespect but if I wanted to know something correct there was two major reasons one who's going to know more than Wayne because he's the head chef and B it's his product at the end of the day so he, surely he knows more than so I'll just, I'll, I'll just bypass all the all the ones in the middle I'll just go straight for the head chef and again I'll, I've kept that very I've kept that very normal in my career as well I've always just tried to just get a relationship with the head chef all, all the time because it's just you get, you get you benefit in yourself and when you head chef you know when guys come to me and, and bypass their maybe, maybe bypass their their um, you know section manager as it were their junior sous or their sous chef and they come straight to me. It's a bit, you know, it's, it's nice. I want to be available. I want to teach. I want to. Show, I want them to come up to their head chef and say, "Tom, do you mind showing me this?" And I will do that. And again, that all stems from there. And I said, as you said, uh, the original, I think the passion and, and the desire was definitely born in that in that moment potentially. And uh, that's why that dish alone is, is such is such a yeah, it's such a vocal point. Uh, well, you, you've sort life. of paid reference to it but you're I was reading up obviously about your CV as I do to kind of all my guests and it's very impressive you know the people that you've worked with and was that kind of like a conscious decision then at that point right I'm going to take this seriously I'm going to seek out the best chefs you know your Michael Wigner your Sat Baines you've you've, you've nailed it that's exactly that was exactly my mindset I couldn't put it better myself I was at a two rows at place and, and, and each day I was learning more about the industry and each day I was learning more about these chefs. So when I was that age, it was like Jason Etherton, yeah. Gordon Ramsay, yeah. you know, um, uh, Stephen Terry, and, and, and Glyn, Glyn Pennell as well, a local chef. But he was very much up of people's eye at that time, and he was an idol of mine. And I suddenly started understanding these chefs. Then I was just like, no, that if I if I need to, you know, if I need to uh, be the best I can be, I can't. You know, I need to I need to be where they are. Mm. So this is one, two star, three star restaurants in Ramsay's in Ramsay's. Uh, point so I don't know I need, I need to be there you know I need to do what I need to do and uh, I felt like I, I'd, I'd, ask, I'd ask Wayne I'd say Wayne have I got the ability and he would say after two years at 100% you know, 21 years of age get yourself to a one get yourself to a two start it's going to be difficult but do it you know and, and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out you found your limits and uh, so I went in there with a relaxed mind and I was if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out it's as simple as that and I did, I did a few trials actually after that and, and I still worked at Newell for that and uh, I went I remember going down to Marcus Warings at the Barclay and the head chef at the moment at the time was James Nappett, or he was about to take over. Sorry for Alan Williams, but um, he was yeah, he was just coming up to Christmas. I think it was the November time that year, and I went down and met James. James was a cracking guy, and massive congratulations to his two-star achievement recently. And yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's definitely a given. His, his background is is, is is a serious one. He's worked in some phenomenal restaurants, but um, but yeah, so so he, and he was a great guy, and uh, it, it was it was a great moment. But you know, I'm being honest. I was 21, and I I, I was. A little bit scared of London, if I'm being honest. I was scared of not not the kitchen as it was. It was more the, the living and and the fact of it was like the money aspects and everything. I, did, I didn't know if I was ready, and so I questioned it quite a lot. And then the irony of it, I moved I moved to the Lake District, but I think it was because there was no husband bustle. There was no I could get to work in a car. I could and I was comfortable when the living facilities were a lot cheaper, but then yeah, a lot nicer. And I thought, you know, it, okay, it's not two star, it's a one star, but. Let, 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 let's give it a go and see how hard it is and I did I, I went in there and um, 
it was difficult, but it was, it was, it was more difficult the fact that I was moving away from home for the first time and obviously living in my own place. This is the Samlin, right? This is the Samlin, yeah. yeah. And that was going through a change. It had just been taken over. I mean, I had to, well, it did have a star when I got there, but obviously with the, with the change of ownership, it lost the star. Um, but the, the, but the, you know, essentially the, the food was the same, but it was just the right fit for me at that time. It was an escape, it was away from home, so I, I needed to make that change. Mm. And equally from that, um, Ian Swainson at the time uh, was a very young budding chef. He's, he was my age then as what I am now. Uh, he'd, he'd had a very good background himself, been mentored by Alan Murchison, who, who he held very high regard for, which I know a lot of people do in the industry, I don't know him personally, but uh, Ian came in and he was full of beans and he just took an instant liking to me and it was another Wayne scenario. A likeable guy. And I think, well, I think, I think again, I, again, I don't want to go into that, but I think it was the intent again. I think I just, I wanted to just to prove to people that I could, I always looked, I said it, it's, it's a bit of, it's one of those, I always say to the young guys, I said, when you get promoted, don't just don't just stop. Don't just. Oh, I'm a chef to party now. Cool. I, I let the foot off the gas. I, I've done so hard to get there. I just let my foot off the gas. If I got a chef to party, I wanted to be a junior sous next week. If I was a junior sous, I wanted to be the sous chef the week after. I was just and I looked at everyone. I was like, well, what have I got to do to be that? Well, I've got to look at the junior sous. I've got to out, outwork him. Yeah. I've got everything. Is I've got to do better. And it is a bit doggy dog, and it is a bit it is a bit aggressive, I suppose, but. I wouldn't have been here without that. I wouldn't have got to where I was doing that. That's probably the competitive. You say about the sports, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I am very competitive. I am very competitive. You wanted to be the captain pretty much straight away. Straight away, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And there was was these small offers across the way uh, way saying, oh, it's a 22-year-old, I got a head chef's opportunity back down in Litchfield. And I was just like, 22? But like, if someone thinks I can head chef, you know, be a head chef, I was very focused. I was never going to take that opportunity, but... There was always those sort of opportunities that sort of always lingering around in my career, and you know, the move to Samley was was absolutely ideal for me at that time. It was completely different from 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 uh, from, from certain Goldfield or, or Birmingham as I was, as I yeah, was very and, different, and very different, to, <laughs> even, even more so London. So I was just concentrating on work, and that was the first place where I sort of did that. And uh, and my, my achievement to that, I know obviously the Acorn Award this year was 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 definitely the highest achievement personally, but effectively as a team when we won that star at Samlin yeah. and you were I, quite a small team I think I read mate, as well there's a story to that um, which I won't go into too much but if, if Ian listens to this he, he will yeah he will he will laugh there was three of us the, Jan- the January of the year we won the star so we won the star in I think September there was three of us and it was a seven day week operation hotel breakfast lunch and dinner and we'd worked, you know, me and Ian had worked there 18 months up to that point I mean Lewis Lewis was the other guy there he'd been there for a good 14 months and uh, the guys was dropping like flies, and uh, I, I, me, I was like questioning it big time. But we'd had, you know, we'd had, we'd had sort of we'd, uh, one of my best friends, actually, Alistair, who's the general manager, and I've been friends with him since the day I met him, and I still, he's still one of my best friends now, and we, we, you know, he's, he's a great guy, and he was like the captain of the ship, actually, because it was a small ship, Samlin was, uh, but he was the captain of it, and uh, we were very close, and um, you know, he was, he was a very morale boosting, he had a very morale boosting sort of. Um, Almost aura about him, and he would, he would he would get the best out of you with not doing a lot. He would just sort of he would just he would just speak, speak to you on a regular basis, ensure that you're okay, and, and as a friend, and he would he would give you a vision, and you, if you worked to it, you could start seeing that vision sort of come to light. And for me, that was the main objective. Mm-hmm. And for the family had that. So when we were down to three people in, in the kitchen, I was working seven day weeks. We all were, and me and Ian and Lewis just got together on a daily basis and just said, you know, you've got new tap the night off tonight. So me and Ian would do 22 covers on our own, you know, larder, <laughs> garnish, yeah. So I would do garnish, meat and fish, and we would both sort of do larder together, because obviously Ian would be on the pass as well, but the pastry was behind, so we would sort of do larder together. So I would do the starter larder a bit, 
the KP was on snacks, canapes. No, no would have lied. He was on he was on canapes, and then, like, Ian would just check them as they went past. Opening like the front of house, Mate, un- un- unbelievable. Yeah, they would be polishing stuff and, and ensuring, and even even they'd be finishing bits on the pass. And so then he would be doing larder with me, and so the start would be nice as long as the start was quite fast. We'd be okay, and just to give Lewis his night off, and then that would be repeated again. So Sunday was normally quiet, so then Sunday Ian would go. I'm going, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the X and that covers with, with Lewis if you want to have the night off. Okay. So I'll go home and, and just, just put my feet up for a bit. It was that for about three months. We did that. We did, we did, a, we did a couple of, we did a couple of, I say inspections. We obviously didn't know they were inspections, but we did a couple of ones that we thought, you know, we had an inkling yeah, that thought, obviously yeah, it might be someone and just to ensure that all three of us were in on those days. And it, it was bonkers. But we did, I remember doing two. We did one in January, Feb, and one in March. But I came back and we thought, let's come back. You know, I mean, we, we've been inspected and we haven't got a star. So. Maybe. We're going to lose yeah. one. This could be, and then lo and behold, in June, July, um, we we had a, we had a, we had a single person who, who I think a couple of people recognised as uh, as sort of the head of Michelin, and uh, and uh, we, we we thought this is it's now or never, and we had four four in the kitchen at that point, so we were one up, and I think we had one about to start, so we had five. We, we were wanting wow, we oh exactly, we were wanting seven <laughs> at the time, but five was the most we ever had, and. Uh, and anyway, I, I remember this story, and it was an incredible one. It still gives me chills now to this day. And we were—I um, was literally uh, lying in bed, and we'd finished. The, the, the Michelin guide had come out, and I'd never been involved in that. I'd never be, yeah. took, took much interest in it until I went to the assembly. And I, I, Alistair was there, and he was like, "Stay awake." You know, he goes, it, "It'll be—it'll be released at six o'clock in the morning." I said, "Okay, I, I will, I will, I will." I was fully dressed, had a couple of beers in the night time, went to bed about one half one, watched the telly, and I must have drifted off about three o'clock. My phone right on my chest. And uh, anyway, the phone was vibrating, and it was about quarter past six. And I had to start, I was just like, and I was like, fully sock, sock shoes on, everything, on top of the bed. And I, I was like, Alistair was, I said, hello? And he said, Are you awake? I said, yeah, yeah, what's up? He went, Fuck, fucking one star, one star, baby. I went, oh my God, my God. And I was just like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I shut the phone down, and uh, I was living in, a, in a, it was in the staff house. There was a couple of staff guys there, and there was the there was the assistant restaurant manager upstairs, and there was another restaurant guy, and there was another chef, or whatever. I just screamed it, and that, literally everyone was just, and then you all ran downstairs, give each other hugs, and I just I just couldn't believe what was happening. We yeah. drove to the Samlin at half six. The owners, well, the owner's brother was there, and Ali was there, and another guy was. They were about to do breakfast, serve the guests for breakfast at seven o'clock, and I just saw Ali. And I saw Ian came a little bit later, and I just burst into tears. At, uh, yeah, I was 23, sous chef of a one Michelin star restaurant at that point with Ian, under Ian, and it was just incredible, incredible feeling, and it was something that I'll never forget. The best feeling of my life. I can't, I can't really say what it was, but I was just on this ridiculous high all day, and I was texting the family and texting everyone. Every former friends were texting me. And it was just incredible, and I, I felt like I'd made it. Then I thought. But then me being me and this competitive edge, uh, it wasn't enough. So from that, I had contracts in front of me for me and, 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 and Ali saying, right, let's let's get two stars. And the day after we won the star, I handed him a notice. And I told Ali before, it wasn't a surprise to him, without a doubt. He even called my notice a love letter. I remember that. <laughs> he said, I've received your love letter. I said, yeah, I'm sorry, Al. And he said, I didn't think it was only that quick. I was like, I know, mate. I said, but you know, we've got five chefs now. We haven't had that in a year. I said, and uh, I think with a star, I think you'll get my replacement pretty pretty sharpish, which they did. Within two weeks, they got my replacement. And he was a cracking guy. He's head chef of the dev now with Paul Leonard. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's, he was my replacement there at the Samlin. Uh, that's, that's, that's okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I think he was over-experienced and over-qualified, in my opinion. He certainly was to replace me. Uh, but we, we're still friends today, and, and that's when we first met. And 
but I worked two weeks with him uh, to cross over and it was great but um, yeah the, 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 latter, the latter man was calling uh, I was a huge admirer of Michael he was from that neck of the woods he was from Preston I think so not too far away from Lake Nisha so he was very highly sought after yeah. and thought of up there and um, I was looking at these ingredients that he was using and I was just like I need to get myself down there well let, let's pause on Michael Wigginall because yeah. I want to get your second dish and then okay. we'll, we'll pick up where we left off so we're on a cliffhanger of you joining the Latin so let's have let's have second dish so this is from the salmon this is from the salmon so this is a second dish and it's it's actually a mackerel dish and Ian will know this and I think he was one of of Ian's favourites actually two reasons one reason is because some of the ingredients on this dish I'd never tried before I've never I've heard of but never tried one of which was wasabi one of which was uh, was was oysters I'd only ever had them cooked before ironically but these were raw and they were were under a, a jelly sheet and it was with cucumber and compressed and torched, um, I think it was uh, honeydew melon. And I was just like, this sounds bloody bizarre. It sounds like more fruit salad than a, than a, than a, than a dish. And he just, he'd brined this mackerel and he'd taken the, the, the very thin layer of skin but, uh, but enabled the, the sort of coloration of the mackerel to, to, to stay on the fish. But he'd taken this, you know, like snake skin in essence, but he'd taken this skin off and very heavily charred it, but it was still sort of a raw consistency inside or cured. And then he'd served it with this oyster sort of uh, tartare, we used to call it, with a load of like pickles and, and, and cucumber and things through there. And it was just with this oyster emulsion on it and this sheet on top of that. It looked aesthetically incredible. And I've never really seen a dish look like that. Very vibrant. And it had this wasabi dressing. And uh, I was a bit nervous, if I'm being honest, to try this dish. And he sort of said about it, and I, and I couldn't even relate to it. I was, I've said, oh, I've had mackerel before and I haven't really had anything else. I don't really know. He said, give it a go. So I tried it. I put every element in my mouth. It's very important that you know you try and incorporate as many elements as you can in one in one sort of mouthful. And I put this put this put this mackerel dish in my mouth, and uh, I was just like, "What the hell have I just tasted?" And it was that moment. It was like I was like, "What have I just put in my mouth?" And it was obviously I had this extreme acidity, extreme salt, extreme sweetness from the, from, from the melon, and I had all these in my, my tongue and my mouth was going berserk, but it all worked. It was all there for a reason. I'd had that, and then also it was, it, the mackerel had a creamy texture, so I had this sort of soft creaminess coming through it. And I was just like, I don't even know what I've just eaten. And I went back for more, and I, went, and I said to her, I said, Ian, I think that's the best dish I've ever eaten. And he's like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, He goes, Why do you sound so like strange? And I said, well, I don't know what I don't know what's happened. Kind of blue, I don't, yeah, I don't just, know what's actually yeah. happened. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> but then the the actual development that I had on my palate. It brought acidity into my life for the first time. That's twenty. I think I was twenty-one or twenty-two. Very, this is the very start. It was, just, it was just literally with the first dish in one, and uh, that would just literally set me up. And every dish after that, I, I was recognising the, the acidity levels. I was recognising the sugar, the sweet, the, the, the umami, the bitterness of each dish, and I was understanding that. And that's when I thought, right, okay, I know, I know, I feel now I've got the ability to, to come up with a, a lot more of an educated dish. Mm. And uh, yeah, and, and and that was it. And and, and that, the mackerel, mackerel wasabi and oyster was it was a dish for me. I said it, it was just incredible uh, from from how much it, it, it taught me in one mouthful. Um, and, and Ian was very much like that. He was, you could you could say he was eccentric with, with some of his with his dishes, uh, but they always but they always balanced. Yeah, they were wild, but they always balanced. He did, he did a, a far far dish with with lobster, coconut, and fennel jam. And I was just like, looked, it looked incredible. But I looked, I looked, I was like, it ate it, incredible. He was, he was a very, very underrated, especially at the time, very, very underrated. I think he's at South Lodge now. 
uh, you know, almost almost rebuilding rebuilding what what, he, what we had at the Samlin. But um, and I'm a very good look to him. But um, no, he was. I think for, for me, his palette. And I think I think he was a little bit uh, passive on himself. I think he should have had a bit more confidence of essentially what he had. But when we won the star, that all definitely came back. But um, he was again a, a defining chef in my in my career for sure. Uh, but that was the taste. I've seen your third dish, and yeah. that's a Latimer dish. So let's yeah. have that, and then because we can do two together, and then yeah. we can talk about because Michael Wiggins was a. He's been on the podcast a couple of times, yeah. and so I'd be that's interested to get your take. So let's have that dish, and then we'll pick up from Latimer. Well, it's a good. It's a good point to say because uh, a good time to say this because I actually wasn't working here when I ate this dish. I actually went for my trial, so I went for a two-day trial, and it was a. Well, I put lemon meringue on my list, and it was a two-day trial. And um, just before I say this, I. I 24, 25, and I'd had an opinion that I hate deconstructed desserts. So I had this opinion, I hate deconstructed cheesecake. And they were a bit of a thing as well for a couple of years. Like, and he had on it, I'm on Michelin menu, you know, I'm a Michelin star restaurant, so he had these deconstructed. I was like, I hate the word deconstructed, tell me. I, 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 and, and if you can get away with doing a cheesecake at a star restaurant, at that, at that time, I was a little bit like, come on, do you know what I mean? It's a bit of a, a, bit of a letdown type of thing. But equally, I never had an experience of a two star cheesecake. And was there such a thing? I don't know. So I went there, I went there as a trialist and um, uh, what, what Wignall's, uh, you know, it's quite a quiet guy and he, he, obviously they had an influx of trialist stagiaires, so everyone's the same to Michael, do you know what I mean? So he'd see, you know, I think I was one or two on the day actually, to be honest, and uh, anyway, I, mean, I must have, I made a bit of an impression and I cooked a dish and it went down well. Uh, with, with the head chef as well, yeah, they had a head chef. I can see a recurring theme. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, so I, I, I basically put my head, I keep my head down and I shut up. I just do what's asked. Uh, that's all I do, and, um, and 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 it's paid me well, and that was it. And uh, I was asking Michael a few questions. Anyway, I saw this dish go out, and it had like this. Well, it was an Italian meringue on a plate, and it was torched. I'd never seen that before. I'd never seen a torched meringue flattened on a plate to swipe. And he just built this this white and yellow dessert, and he built it all up and. It looked, it looked like a piece of artwork, but then Michael's renowned for that. I think all his dishes look incredible, actually. I think they all look like pieces of art. Almost, a lot of people, one of the most common things where it's delicious, but it's almost too good to eat. And it, it was, it looked, they all look too good to eat with that, with, with Wigner. He's got that, he's got a real sort of, he's got a real artistic flair and his, his drawings are, are, are incredible as well. And he's a bit of an artist in that form. But I, um, anyway, Michael Swartz into pastry and said to the guy on pastry, and he said, oh, well, just do, do Tom at one of those dishes. He hasn't stopped really looking at it all night. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we can, Michael gave it to me. He said, oh, I'll try that at the back. And they gave me a couple of dishes throughout the service, actually. I hadn't been offered the job at this point. I just, I just felt just like... Just wanted it, to eat the food. I just thought it was going well and I was, eat, I was enjoying the food, absolutely. And uh, so I went, to the, I went around the back because it was like a back area to the Latin man. I just wanted a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of private, a bit of private time, whatever. I just didn't want to hustle and bust him. Or to, to him to think that I was just lobbing it in and, and not really I mean, appreciating it. So I went out the back and uh, I wonder what this is going to taste like. I put all the elements as I did on the plate. And it was just this, it was what, you, you can sort of say it was a lemon meringue pie, but it, it wasn't because it was just, he'd use these Sicilian lemons and he'd, he'd use the, he'd use the, you know, these, these, these free range egg whites and he'd use this distinct, uh, you know, uh, recipe for the, for the, for the meringue and he'd use this, he called it the lemon cloud. And it was like a frozen, like a frozen parfait, I suppose. But it was just, as, it was like a marshmallow texture, but frozen. The most weirdest thing. It was incredible. And it had the most cleanest, balanced flavour. And I just ate this dessert. I ate this dessert. And I, I, it just blew me away from the refinement, the level of detail, the amount of elements on the plate. The amount of, these Sicilian lemons aren't cheap at all. I mean, I know that now. And ironically, that dish has just come onto my menu now. And it is 100% um, from, 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 from Michael. 
the whole thing is from him. None of the elements. I think I saw that dish on your Instagram the other day. It looked delicious. Well, we're planning on giving it to you actually, so I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that's the one. Yeah, hoping you're, hoping you're ready for it. But yeah, that's going to come later because obviously the ones that you've commented on, I'd like to give you those dishes. So yeah, it's coming up shortly. Well, that's every dish. Then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope, I hope you've got time. <laughs> But, um, but I have to say, I'm going to put everything you put on your bloody Instagram. I, it just looked like, I, I have to say, out of all the places I've been to, yours is one of the most where every single thing I think, cool, that sounds like almost it's been invented for like my oh, wow. taste because it just yeah. sounds, everything just sounds and looks incredible. Oh, I appreciate that very much. So, I mean, it's uh, the, the, the food itself, that, that comes from me, in essence, about what I believe in and what I've been taught, what I believe in, but what I've been taught, so... I remember Gordon Ramsay said uh, when I, I was a ma- he's, he's my he's my he's my inspiration. But I remember him turning around and saying, that effectively, I am twenty five percent this chef, twenty five percent this chef, twenty five percent this chef, and twenty five percent me. Yeah. So it was twenty five you know, where he'd worked, and that's what I am. I take snippets of everywhere I've been. I take snippets of Saps. I take snippets of Wignalls. I take, but you know, maybe more, more so than others. So I would say Michael's got a massive, in, uh, massive. Um, thing on me with plating and also ingredients he he he, he michael used superior ingredients he, he got pleasure from that and i, I i'm the same i i, I ensure that we're, we're using the prime prime meat and prime and we source that but um but that's it and i know you're absolutely right i, I appreciate that massively I and mean, we've got a cook as a chef and i suppose we, we cook for chefs they're quite they're quite big they're quite hearty dishes sometimes but they're, they're, they're in your face smacks in your face and i, I relate to what 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 what, what um what, what, what Sap lives by, you know, smash your face with flavour. And, and that, that's what I want to do. I think as a chef, if you can be complimented on, on, on your flavour delivery, I think that's the highest compliment. I think if you can say, if, if a guest comes down here, which they often do, which I'm very, very happy for, they come down and say, Tom, I've eaten here, I've eaten here, I've eaten here, but I'll tell you what, the flavour you produce out of that is, as a, that is the biggest compliment you can give me, that is. Um, that's what we strive for every day, and that's, the, that's why we put the hours in. That's why we do what we do. That's why we spend and, l- and look at a puree when we make it. We don't just leave it to stew. But we actually effectively, efficiently stand over a pot of butter and celeriac and roast it properly. Mm. So every single piece of that mirepoix celeriac is roasted and then we put the chicken stock, then we reduce that down and then we blend it. We blend it to the exact premium. So we don't just blend it for rush, we blend it so it's deliciously smooth. We cool it efficiently so it isn't stewing, it's, it keeps that vibrant flavour. We do that with everything. To get that into these guys, who are probably used to boiling some celeriac with milk and then blend it, to get that into... But then I say, we'll taste it. And I put it in my mouth, bloody hell. No, okay, I see it now, I get yeah. that now. And that was what was that was what was taught to me, I think, and, and, and little snippets of everything, and, and, and sat with that one actually. Is uh, he? he uh, you may you may read very simplistic, but when you see the amount of work and effort that goes into something so simple as a jacket potato, which he calls one of his dishes, or, or baked potato, sorry, there's so much more that goes into that dish than you would ever imagine, and uh, and, and and that's again that's something that's fueled me on to do the same. Well, we'll have Sats, in, um, Sats dish in a minute because I've seen the next dish but what I wanted to talk to you about is you said as well about uh, another thing I can congratulate you on is the Acorn Award which yeah. you won which is incredible um, and I suppose the thing that you also mentioned at the beginning was TripAdvisor yeah. and that's actually how I heard about Adams Amazing. in the very beginning was because you know you look at different cities and you look on TripAdvisor and I know it's quite contentious can be TripAdvisor but ultimately it's done by the public right so you are the public's favourite restaurant in Birmingham and that's got to be quite proud for you 100% it's it's something I I I didn't I didn't take as seriously because I'm never in a position to so you know as as a sue as a whatever why would you take TripAdvisor I was was curious of looking on there and just seeing where, you know, if anything had been mentioned about a certain thing I did for negative or positive reasons. But being in here and 
Adam and Natasha, they, uh, you know, Natasha's, Natasha's got the business mind and Adam's the chef, but they both work as a, as a business duo and they very effectively do that. They've got a phenomenal business platform here that was, it was really, really was successful before I came here. And effectively, I was just told to come on board and evolve the food. Yeah. And Adam started as a pop-up. 100%. He started as a pop-up down the road and they effectively struggled. They admitted, self-admitted they were struggling. But they did a couple of very coy business operations. I think that Groupon was one of them. And uh, who'd have thought that? And, and, and they did that, and boom, it started, and uh, big time. And they have they have they have not left that. They have just continually tested themselves. They, they, they self admittedly so they put themselves through the mill. They they pressurise themselves all the time. But I think that's what you've got to do in business, and that's what they do. And I'm learning that. But equally, on that foil now for Adam to to, to, to sort of concentrate on the business and concentrate yeah. on business growth. And equally, spend a bit of time at home. You know, he's, 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 he's a bit older than me, and, and Natasha is equally, and they, they've got a young family, and they want to do that. And I want, I want them to do that because I want to be left alone here. And, 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 <laughs> and uh, get to your own advice. In, in essence, but equally, I, I'm totally understanding, respectful of the fact that this is their business. And if I'm not doing right, I, I hope they would say something. Can they do? And, and our relationship is, is, a, is a great one. And on top of that, uh, to have that trust of someone in, yes, the cabin here 17 months, it is a long time in Sheffield, but it's not a long time to, 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 to actually, actually respect and, 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 and especially trust. what you've achieved in that time you've done really well and trust someone thank you and, and trust someone with your business and he does that and it, they do that it's, it's a two way thing it's Adam and Natasha do that you see places now unfortunately that you know they, they do get that handover yeah. and you know really sadly for me something like the box tree yeah. you know and I know Kieran really well yeah. and, and for whatever reason it just doesn't work it's out and then to lose that at the start is just heartbreaking but obviously you've you the kind of success side of that, yeah. which is brilliant. It was my fear, most feared year, and Kieran, there's no, this is no, this is nothing to do with Kieran. It's it, maybe it's not the, 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 right, the right platform for people. It's nothing to do with his skill set at all. And it never is. If, if, a, if a qualified chef goes in somewhere, sometimes it's the platform that isn't quite right for them, not their skill set. So for me, my main objective was getting the right platform, and I felt that this platform was right for me. Yeah. Adam felt the same. Natasha felt the same. Family, friends, Charlotte felt the same. I've got my, my, my fiance. So it was all those things added up right. And so if you're approaching it with so much confidence, you're going to give it your all. But there's no two ways about it. I came to August. I came to August and um, or October time. And I, I was bricking it because not only was I losing was the star the first, my first time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so okay. I, I was losing was the, the star year. for my for my thing. I was also I wasn't just losing it for Tom Shepard, I was losing it for the brand that is Adams. Yeah. Effectively Adam Stokes. So for me I was I was I was I mean we've been through a tough year. The transition period was a lot harder than I thought. We would all jump on that. I had We've had people who are here as chefs, as, as, as seniors, as junior sous and, and, and chef de parties, who are now gardeners, do you know what I mean? Who now are out of the industry. And I came in with a two-star mentality, as it were, you know, a cliche, but as a, as a mentality I wanted to push. Yeah. And now these guys were like, no, look at this. It's, it's, it's too intense for me. So they <laughs> went, right, cheers, guys. But when I effectively came for my trial, these guys were really full of beans. But that's just me on appearance. That's yeah. not me on, on actual, on actual how, how we yeah, do yeah, things. Yeah. And, it's got, different, isn't it? Being in it day to day. Hundred percent. There's only three guys who are in the kitchen now who are here at the very start. Right. But those three guys have come on. Yeah. Like well, that must be quite satisfying for them as well to see. Oh, big time. You know, this is kind of the new era for Adams, yeah. isn't it? That, that's how they approached it, and yeah. they saw that straight away. The other people saw it but didn't want it. Yeah. Which is fine. You've got to respect their opinions. But the, the, the transition was difficult. You know, we lose losing about six chefs within it within a year or six month period was hard. Yeah. We've, we've effectively replaced those with with absolute, yeah good 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 talented young energetic enthusiastic chefs um yeah we've, we've, we've been very lucky with that and we've had to go through a process to get that but so uh, we've got it now and uh, the guys who have stayed here 
have effectively want to stay here for, for a long time. But the guys who have come on board believe in that and want to be a part of it as well. So it all makes perfect sense. Well, let's have let's have Sats dish and then we can finish off with the Adams dish. Yeah, 100%. So the, the, the Sats dish was, was, it's more personal this one. So it's the first personal one. Um, so this is the Scallop Black. Uh, he, uh, it's again, it almost sounds like a product. Uh, I think this has been on the menu since 1999. Uh, I think I might be quoted wrong, but I think it is. Uh, it might be a little bit later. But Sat goes through an evolvement process. A lot of his dishes are evolved dishes from previous years. Um, and it effectively works massively. Those dishes aren't the same dishes. Like they do, they are, they are evolved, seriously evolved. But the concepts and the base may stay the same. So this effectively was a scallop dish with, with, with dark and roasted, heavily roasted autumnal wintry elements that had been heavily, heavily, uh, heavily seasoned, heavily roasted. And it had a dark appearance. So a black appearance to it. Hence the, hence the scallop black. So one of my first, my first dish that I got appointed by, by Sat and John were scallop black. I wanted to bring it back. I think it hadn't been on the menu for about three years or two years, or whatever. And, um, it was in the book. And I, I remember, I remember sleeping with his book for about three weeks. And that sounds really weird. And I remember saying to Sat that and he, he like looked at me and he was like, are you fucking all right, mate? I was like, I don't mean in a weird way, Sat. Like I said, I just want to sort of, um, get inside. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to, cause mate, you're going from Michael Wignall who effectively can make 16, 80 elements on a dish work, it's going to sat, which effectively looks like two or three elements work. They've both got two stars. They've both got five rosettes. Quite different. Massively different. Yeah. And that's another reason why I went there. Yeah. I wanted to see yeah. how I could do the opposite. Yeah. Uh, I've not met Sat, but they strike me as quite different people as well. Oh, hugely. You've got, you got Michael, who's, yeah, Sat is a, you know, he's, he's, he's a big guy. He's, he's quite, I wouldn't say he's intimidating if you know him, but he probably looks intimidating, but he's not. He's, 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 a, he's a really nice guy. But he, yeah, he, he, he's very, he's very on it. He's very vocal and on it. He's, he, he is his business. Mm. They had different, they had different backgrounds. With Michael, he, he, he didn't have a business up until now. Yeah. So he did have that sort of, I suppose that sort of um, protection of, of a hotel. Mm. So yeah, as much as it was all his products, he, he didn't have to make a bottom line meet with with Sat. He did. Yeah. So it was there was always that between them. But yeah, it's Michael's more of a, 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 a refined sort of guy who just keeps himself to yeah, himself. Yeah, he's quite quiet. He's quite, quite, quite judged. Right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but uh, when you get to know him, he's incredible. He's amazing. It's a, in such an inspiration to me. He, he, he messages me, uh, you know, a couple of times. You know, whenever something comes up, he'll always just text us or whatever. And we do we do sort of saying in very very you know very sort of um you know not, not all the time but we do text each other and and stuff and i've been I've, I've eaten at giddley park and it was it was i hadn't seen him physically in two years and you know we had a handshake and i had a hug or whatever and, <laughs> and that's just the way it is you know what i mean there's a respect there for sure and um and we've sat it's completely different if i saw sat again it would be the same with sat because there's that respect there and yeah. uh, and, that, and that's it but this dish was the first dish and uh, so I slept with the book yeah, for three weeks <laughs> getting into his but it did, did, me, did me no end of, end of good and I bought a couple of I bought a couple of elements that I learnt from, from my career and I brought it into Sats which was which a new elements and uh, I did this dish and I plated it completely wrong obviously but uh, <laughs> but the flavour he, he wasn't interested in that he was interested in the flavour and uh, him and John came over to the nucleus and uh, they'd eaten this dish and um, Sats face just, just dropped uh, and he uh, He's, he wasn't over complimentary of it then at all you know he wasn't but he, he, he he's got an incredible he has, he has got an incredible um, way of making you feel good and he, he, he does it because he's, he's a bit he's a bit of a he's a bit of kidology but he puts he, he, so he, he puts everything in, he's quite joyous when he, when he eats <laughs> so he's really enthusiastic and he puts everything on a fork and he puts it in his mouth and within a millisecond of him putting it in his mouth he'll turn to you with his wide eyes and he'll go chief and I'll be like, is, it, is that all right? And he'll be like, 
Jeez. <laughs> What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? And I'm like, oh, this, this is this, this is it. And then like, John will be laughing because he's seen it all before. So John will be laughing in the background and he'll I'll be like, is that, is that good? He goes, yeah, it's good, Tom. Yeah, it's good. Just relax. Okay, okay, okay. So then John put it in and he was like, oh, what the, what the hell is that? So I'll be like, oh, it's, it's this. And he'll be like, bloody hell, chief. He went, it's on the menu tonight. I says what? Goes, which is, which goes, is so cool. He goes, how many, how many of those crackers have you got? I said, yeah, I think I've got about enough. Is it 60 tonight? He goes, yeah, 60. I was like, okay, I think I've got enough. Goes, cool. He goes, make some more puree, make some this, make some that. Tell the guys, show the guys. So I was like, right, cool. It was the first dish I went over and I thought of beans, mate. I've just made one of my idols. Subsequently, That's really something happy. something on the menu as well. And, yeah, exactly. All his idea, but with a little bit of sort of my experience in it as well. And I, I love that. And that's what that's essentially what made my career, it made my made my step time there. That's what I did. I just I just took all of his concepts, all of his ideas, and just tried to make it evolve it. And yeah, a little bit of me was on there essentially because obviously I was creating it. But it was it, the creation came from Sat and and equally I'd go around the team and ask ideas for them. And it was it was all very team oriented. And anyway, John came over, and I had, I had a great relationship with John while I was there. He was a very he was a very friendly character and he was a very warming character. And he would say he came over and he says, "Tom, I think you've just produced a three star dish." That's amazing, mate. I was I was just like cloud nine okay and he said Tom that, I'm telling you that is it is fantastic and I says John thank you so I've only known him three or four weeks and uh, you know the relationship built from that and uh, he's a lovely guy and their, their relationship anyway between him and him and, him and Sats is, 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 is incredible and there's not many of those in, in, the, in the industry and it just went on from that so the Scarlet Black for more reasons than one you know it wasn't a taste sensation for me because I, you know, I, I developed it as it were but um, uh, but from my point of view, it was the reaction from Sat and John, and, and, and to see that dish go on, and I think it's been evolved even more so. So to, to, to see that you had a you had a little a, yeah. bit, a little part of 2015, 2016, that was your dish then, or, or you had a, a big part of that, and then to see it now, it looks completely different now, and it, I'm sure it's got loads of different elements. But to see that one, you had you had an involvement in that line, and it yeah, it was just it was just great. And there was a couple of other dishes that we, we were able to get that that on, and, uh, and, and and yeah, and it was it was that was a real defining moment for me, and it sucks was a finish in school and I think that shows the fact that that was that that, that dish alone was, was 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 that so very thankful yeah so we've got your last dish which is which is something I imagine that's kind of come from your time here yeah and yeah, then sure. so I want you to talk about this and then I'm going to ask you something which you're going to hate okay, which is to pick one of okay. those five which no, is your fine. favorite yeah fine. so talk me through the last dish and then tell me which one of those five is your favorite yeah cool so the last we I'll, I'll be sure and sweet with this this was uh Michael Wignall is massive on in, uh, in on, on Asian sort of ingredients, so your soys and your mirins and your rice wines and your dashes and everything like that. Uh, Ian was 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 big. There was just a lot of hence wasabi, but he used dashes and he used master stocks for a certain dish. Uh, sat massive into Asian, so Asian theme. I really understood the flavour concepts. I really understood the delivery, the cleanliness, the balance. You know, instead of seasoning things with salt, seasoning things with soy, mushroom soy, fish soy. There's all these different soys out there that really, really do complement things better than just salt. So broadening horizons. These chefs taught me that. So one of the first dishes I actually put on as an extra course originally because I wanted to test the field. It was the, the Asian, the Asian sort of theme in this restaurant. There wasn't one. Uh, uh, um, Adam hadn't really played with many Asian themes. He, 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 I think he'd done one, I think, which is which is a chow and mushy, which was delicious with a soused sort of mackerel. It was wonderful, and that was a starter course. So I sort of took that as an inspiration, and, and basically just did a scallop. I call it a scallop dashi, and basically it's a roasted, beautiful roasted uh, Orkney scallop, um, which we brush with 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 a, with a new butter, 
which is essentially from Sats, which I don't want to give too much secrets away, so I'm going to keep it as umami butter. Uh, but everyone who knows knows. And um, and then we uh, we subsequently uh, do it do a smoked eel eel dashi. So with the smoked eels on a different dish, uh, on, on, a, on a mackerel dish, but we actually use the bones for for, for, for a dashi. And um, and we pour that table side and we split it with salsa verde oil and and, and we make it. We, we do a, a roasted celeriac puree with apple, and it all really works. The whole combination really works. But you know, with the Granny Smith apple and the celeriac puree is quite a sort of traditional sort of English French sort of direction. And even with the roasted skull, but we just all of a sudden just really mix it up with this Asian broth at the side and we just got unbelievable compliments from it and now it's actually on our, on our tasting menu because of how popular it was and it's a, I think it's an incredible start to your meal it's full of umami it's rich it's delicious it's, it's well balanced and uh, that for me is, is a pinpoint it's, it's you know I, I haven't got signature dishes but if someone it would be the first dish if someone said oh can you do a dish at the so and so yeah can I do a starter can I do the scallop dashi yeah, absolutely so you would, that would be kind that of like would be a, that. because it, it, it just would that be your one that you would choose 100% because yeah. oh, oh it's a top five favorite. no 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 uh, the reason why the five I'll, I'll come back but go on then that, that, was, that was because I would be, it would just it's, a, it's the best it's the best sort of presentation of me right, I want to okay. smash oh, you know, like Sat says I want to smash your face with flavour that does it efficiently as well so. but number one I think in my opinion the way how much detail went into it and it paved my way it would have to be the fish pie yeah and it's I the most basic of dishes <laughs> well the most basic of a sounding dish and it's nowhere near the most refined dish it's the, it's the least refined dish on this whole entire menu but I honestly believe if that didn't have the effect it had on me as a 19 year old commie at Newhall I would not have the same passion desire focus that I've got now so yeah it has to, it has to have that it has to be the fish pie from Newhall so what a fantastic chat thank you so much I've been so impressed with the restaurant it's stunning the kitchen is amazing I've been a little bit taken aback by my time here and my first one in Birmingham so I'm so delighted yeah, yeah, absolutely well thank you so much for choosing us oh my pleasure as, as, as the number as no, the first one brilliant um, yeah I'm, I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to work here I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to, to, to sit here and, and, and speak to you and, 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 and do a little bit of an insight into the five dishes I think it's a great concept uh, and I said I've, I've taken it you know, really seriously. Thanks yeah, to Paul yeah, Ainsworth. Yeah, I can and, see that. And giving, oh, well, I do. I, 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 I I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very passionate chef, and uh, yeah, hopefully, it will get me somewhere where I want to be in the future. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am now, and and uh, you know, the, these little things that we that we do, these interviews and these podcasts, and I do, I do like to take it seriously because mm. there's something that I'm a massive believer in this industry. And I've, you sacrifice a lot to be here, so um, I, I must say, and I'll finish on this, as I think you've achieved so much so far, and I think in terms of chefs in the UK you're definitely on my kind of ones to watch for you know however you kind of develop and I'm sure one day there'll be a Tom's restaurant let's hope so yeah that, that's, the, that's the goal that's the plan um, you know as you get older you know you've got to juggle personal yeah. life as well so uh, I've got I mean, I've got a list of uh, yeah. Charlotte's got a list of objectives to do well I'll, I'll be on the, the booking system so. trust me when Amazing. you do open your own restaurant trust me awesome no, I really so appreciate it thank you so Ta. much Paul Thanks again to the wonderful series partner, ChefWorks. Check them out on social media. Just search at ChefWorks UK and Ireland on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Hashtag ChefWorks wearers to feature or get in touch if you want to appear as the chef of the month.